You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV, Desperate Housewives edition. Tonight's host is Jen Rouleau. Joining Jen will be AfterBuzz's co-hosts Jessica Lee, Sharon May, and Phil Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Jen Rouleau! Hey guys, welcome to After Buzz TV for Desperate Housewives Season 7. Seven. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just too excited for what we saw. We're so excited and flustered. I'm a little hot and steamy after that episode. Anyway, after episode 2 of Season 7, I am Jen, as they introduced me, and I'm here with my fellow Desperate Housewives fans to talk about that exciting episode. We're going to talk about everything tonight. We are going to talk about the episode break it down for everyone who missed it and then we are going to talk about a hot topic tonight which is has desperate housewives strayed from reality it started off as a relatable show every woman in america could relate and now have these women's lives just gotten too out of control and of course we'll give you all of the latest news and gossip and hear from our fans and i'm just getting word that uh we have one of our uh, correspondents from new york ready to do our recap Hey guys, I'm Mari Fable here with your episode recap. In the season two episode, Gabby finds out her daughter was switched at birth at the hospital. This is after Juanita gets hit by a car, by Bree actually, while riding her bike. Meanwhile, Paul introduces his new wife, Beth, to the ladies of Wisteria Lane. Bree fires her haughty contractor, Keith, played by Brian Austin Green, after she finds herself falling for him. And Susan has a new job doing housework in lingerie and she's racked with guilt about lying to Mike about the job. Meanwhile, Renee, played by Vanessa Williams, starts spending way too much time with Lynette's husband, Tom. He seems to be suffering from some sort of postpartum depression, and we find out something happened between Tom and Renee a few years back, so that's something we'll definitely have to watch out for. Well, thank you, Mari. Thanks, Mari. So, yeah, what a wonderful ep- episode it was. So, Bree... And her contractor. Bree and her Bree and her steamy contractor. Can I just say really quickly that time has really done Brian Austin Green really, really well. He is looking good. I know. Come <laughs> come a long way from nine oh two one oh, huh? I don't think Bree had to work very hard to get into character for that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um Bree has just gotten divorced from Orson six days ago. So this is very new for her. And we'll see where it goes. It looks like she's I loved that sequence about the, the her history of sex, you know, and feeling ashamed of her, her feelings for mm-hmm. her contractor. So we'll see if she lets it go. I think this is the first time Bree's really going to be able to, you know, get into a 
sexual being. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, explore that because she's always sort of been that uptight housewife. Now there's, like, not really any kids in the house. I mean, her son's sort of, like, doing his own thing. And she has this really new, hot, younger guy. What yeah. do you think, Phil? Should she go for it? I think I think she should. I mean, uh, you know, he's he's a good guy. Um, good looking and th- guy. Good looking guy, yes. <laughs> Very good looking. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of hype about him entering the show um, before the season premiere. And so I feel, you know, he's definitely going to have his plot line in there with her. And, uh, no, I, I, I thought her acting tonight was phenomenal with the way she acted. And, you know, the voiceover at the beginning, like you, like you mentioned, yeah. Jen. Of, that all these people taught her it was dangerous, but no one taught her how to stay away from that. And, right. Uh, I, I, that really resonated with me because, you know, no one's taught me how to stay away from that either. <laughs> no one's yeah. taught me that either. wonder when you learned that lesson. Hopefully never. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I give credit to Brian Austin Green because those ladies, you know, after seven seasons have their comedic timing down flat. I mean, they probably don't even do rehearsals anymore. They know each other so well. And for him to step right in and to be captivating, it was awesome for him. Do you guys think so, too? Definitely. Yeah. He did a really good job. Yeah. And easy on the eyes, so <laughs> you probably didn't have to say anything. <laughs> Great cheese on those abs, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. So the other new character in this season who we met is Vanessa Williams' character, Renee. And she is causing quite a stir on Wisteria Lane. Oh, she is indeed. I thought when she came in, I love I love their uh, punchlines to each other, or not punchlines, but uh, jabs at each other. Yeah, they're digs. And uh, the really subtle, deep meanings of all of those. Um, just really great writing, I feel. Yeah, and it's it's an awesome um, look into women's relationships and how you can be really close with someone and have that competitive, but kind of mean and nasty relationship too. You know. I mean, girls, talk about it. I mean, you guys, do you know any of your friends? Are you guys like that, where you guys want to stab each other, but yet? I mean, every girl has a little bit of that because, you know, especially with girls, and it's like guys too. There's always going to be, you know, the closer you are, there's always going to be some competition, and depending on how competitive the other person is, there's, you know, going to be some frustration and wanting to be one step ahead. And especially when these two women know each other so well. And now we find out that they have something in common beyond what the other one knows. Right. I mean, I think that's going to create a lot of drama. And it, I like it. She's like the new bad housewife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find that a lot of times you see that between sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, people that are even closer than friends. Because you know each other so well. And if they've known each other since college, you know, and they're in their late 40s now, they've known each other for almost, you know, our lifetime. <laughs> and... They know those digs to make, but they know when they're crossing the line. And I think that Renee is treading that line very carefully. <laughs> but I think that she definitely knows. She, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Now, was, was it significant that when Lene offered, um, you know, she said, you have two options. One, we can talk, or two, we can basically do it. And he went with, let's talk. See, that threw me because when I first saw that, I thought, Oh, that's so sweet. Like, you know, because Tom and Lynette's marriage has always been kind of the most realistic on the show. And I thought like, oh, they're showing a really true moment. But then when it's revealed that he and Renee had a thing years ago, I was like, oh, it's because he's sleeping with Renee again. That's what it made me think. 
What'd you guys think? Did you, guys, did you make your woman red flags go up? There's definitely a connection between the two of them, and I think that he's steering away from his current wife. Yeah. I mean, you see them alluding to their relationship being inappropriate. They're going out to dinner together. They're talking. They're talking late, uh, having late night PJ parties together. Yeah. Unbeknownst to the wife, I mean. And did you see how close and intimate they were at dinner? At dinner. Practically holding hands. I would not be happy. Mm-mm, not at all. And then she invites her. Yeah. And wants her to see this, but it's sort of like, you know, it's okay that you're here, and that means nothing's going on, but at the same time, she wants her to sort of She's like get intimidated. Yeah. And did you yeah. see how she was dressed to the nines yeah. at this very fancy French yeah. dinner? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, don't do Lynette. that to your yeah. best girlfriend's husband. And Lynette's like in her mom jeans, you know? Right? I mean, it's just not her fair. Mom. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. Not fair at all. Um, well, that's just because she comes from a rich background. And let's not forget, do you think, though, that that's just Tom's behavior because of the post- uh, Partum or whatever the, his disease. Yeah. I feel like he's really diseased here. No, and let, he, no way. He's a guy. Defending depression. Okay. I think <laughs> midlife crisis is what it's actually called, not postpartum depression for men. No, come oh. on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I postpartum is an actual disease, and I have never heard of a man having postpartum depression. Uh, we have now. I mean, apparently. Oh, you, you women, you have all your problems later oh. on in life, oh. so why can't we get one? <laughs> you can, but cheating on your wife is not an excuse for having a baby girl. See, exactly. I want to know when this indiscretion happened. Yeah. Was it I like, want to be privy to that. Was it in college before Lynette and Tom started dating? Or was I have it, a feeling no. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Renee came to visit, she was staying with them, and something happened. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can't wait to find out. I can't wait to find out either. P.S. P.S. <laughs> I, just, what do you think is going to happen if and when Lynette finds out? Well, there's definitely going to be some issues, especially with this new housewife living with, you know, on the same street. But I think that in the end, Tom and her will resolve things. I yeah. mean, they've always sort of had a strong bond. They've gone through a lot. They've had a lot of difficulties. But they've always sort of been the one couple that's really been able to work through those things. And five kids. I have yeah. to say, I mean, depending upon the indiscretion, Personally, for me, if you violate my trust, best believe you will never, ever fully earn it back. Oh, never. well, I mean, you I'm know? not talking for myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, not right, okay. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. They, they sort of seem like a solid couple in a weird way. But I think but I, this would be kind of, you. I would be kind of upset if Lynette was just like, well, I forgive you. Because that makes it unrelatable. I mean, the three of us just sat here and said we would never let well, that happen to in us. In the past, though, what there was an issue... Um, and then remember she, she, it was a long, long time ago. She takes the kids and they go to like a resort or or go to see her mother or something because there was some indiscretion. I think that he might've cheated or there was, she thought that he cheated. There's been issues or like when when he was partying, remember he was going out with his sons all the time, Yeah, yeah. you know? And she was like, and she was like pregnant with, you know, babies. (laughs) With baby number 12. With baby number 12, you know, ridiculous. So speaking of babies... The big news, Gabby. So she thinks that she cheated on him, and I loved, I mean... Oh, man. Is sexism a real... Sex Sex Omnia. Sex (laughs) Omnia. 
I mean, is that's it a real? Reach. I hope somebody calls in and tells us if, if sex saw me a real. I bet you we could Wikipedia that right, like, I, right now. I bet we could. <laughs> I mean, I just, I've never heard of it. But then again, I feel like every disorder on the planet has a name these days, so. Uh, if you're going to have a disorder, um, would... women, I, I choose this one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Background checks, sexomnia. <laughs> yep. But, um. I'm going to put that on my Match.com profile. Yeah. <laughs> sexomniac. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was really well done in this episode was the setup of that into into leading her to think that she cheated on him, you know, with uh, Brie hitting her daughter. And then, you know, the exchange in the hospital of like, stay away from my family. You've hit enough of my family members. Yeah, that was great because, you know, Brie's son hit Carlos's mother, mother. with a car with, years ago. I think that was season one. Was it season yeah. one? Wow. And Gabby's still, Gabby's still carrying that bird, that knowledge. Yeah. And now she, she thinks that she's cheating, or she has, mm -hmm. she, well, she did cheat, but now. Well, uh, well, but, no, no, no. we don't, we don't know. She, she wasn't sure because she got so drunk, and right. that was just the only thing she could With, think of. So yeah. it wasn't sexomnia. No, <laughs> she does yeah. not have that. She made it up. She made it, it up. It was all staged. So she's so awake. So if you looked it up, in. though, she she said, "Look it up. It's real." And yeah, then, because uh, she didn't think he's smart. Gabby has always been a master manipulator. She knows how to work Carlos. She always has. I mean, I love Gabby's character. I think she's so that moment when she's running. When she walks into the hospital, oh, yeah. and Carlos is like, I need to talk to you. And she just takes off, and she runs into the she's dead into body. The just that little mo She's just great. But she's anyway. She's really comically gifted. Yeah, she really it's is. It's a joy to watch her. I liked her, her line about um, the acorn and the oak tree. Oh, <laughs> classic. Well, and that's going to be part of the issue, right? Because she's always had these kind of negative comments about Juanita. And just in the last episode, you know, they kind of softened the mother-daughter relationship, but she's always making comments about Juanita's weight and, you know, how they're not similar. And so will this affect that even further? Well, I mean, even, even if, you know, they had a great, like, relationship as a mother and daughter, I mean, if you found out that you that this wasn't really your daughter and it's not so much you wanting to get rid of the daughter that you've been with for how eight years yeah she's eight, eight. but it's like you have a, another daughter out there and won't you know wouldn't you like to know who your actual daughter is yeah. and i think that's going to be really difficult for her especially when you know she has a lot of these like body image issues and what do you do just swap the kids what would you do phil as a man what would you do to if you found out that the child you had raised for eight years wasn't your child well, I think I, I like what Carlos is doing, that he's trying to hide it from her. Um, I think that that shows a lot of character. It's brave. It's not, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the best decision, but it's a brave decision. And I don't I don't know. It's it's so tough. But and I like that, you know, now it's finally coming to a head in the show. But what do you do? Um, Corey, you're older than all of us. What yeah, do you got? Yeah, Corey, what do you think? I don't know. I'm not. I, but if you're. It's a long time to live with raising somebody, and I don't know. You'd probably, I don't know, I'd probably make it known that I was aware and just maybe. I mean, I don't think there is an easy decision yeah. in any of this, and, and that's that's what I love about the show, at least, is that there is no easy decision, and then 
you know, but you have to make one regardless. But you also have to think about the daughter. It's not really about Gabby anymore. Yeah. It's about, I mean, how do you just say, oh, you know, you're not, you're not actually my kid, so we're going to let you go. And maybe they withhold the information from her. Yeah, maybe they know. tell her when she's 18. We have yet to find out, yeah. you know? Well, then you that's a lot of information history. to drop. Things like that. On a young that's, girl. That's a... No, I mean, Jessica, you, you come from a from a good family, um, quite wealthy. We won't say exactly how wealthy, but now imagine if your your father tomorrow said that, you know, you're not our daughter, you're going back. I mean, how would you feel? It's not even about that. I mean, it's just like 16 years of living with this family who I, like, thought was, like, my family. You know, I have like connection i mean i have a sister i have a mom i have cousins i have grandparents like i have like connections with these people it's not even about the lifestyle as much as the relationships and how do you just take 16 years and like throw that away i mean i would to be honest like if there was like another daughter or son i think you know it'd be fair for my parents to meet their actual child but at the same time like I would hope that my parents wouldn't want to just throw away 16 years of me. Yeah. And, like, where would that leave me? Like, I'd be messed. I mean, I don't know what I would do. That's, like, the way I've grown up has, like, shaped me for the person I am, so. Right, but wouldn't you want to get to know your actual parents? Yes, probably. But at the same time, I feel like it's a little bit different for kids because, you know, adult, I don't know, it's, like, a little bit different for kids with parents than like parents having kids sure just because you know that is your own child and with parents like kids i don't know i think if the relationships are very different between like how a kid views their relationship with a parent and how a parent views a relationship with a kid yeah well then maybe they will do what you said sharon and wait till she's 18 because you know then you do have to know things like is there a history, well, not to, this isn't aimed at one, he doesn't wait, but I was going to say, is there a history of diabetes in the family? <laughs> you know, you know things there, like yeah. that, you know what I mean? It's like, you want to know, you want to know where you came from inside and out. You know, the right. people that raise you, you know, I know I have lots Nature of... Nature versus nurture. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I have lots of people in my family that aren't biologically related to me that I consider family and they shape you as a person but there's still dna exactly yeah and i mean just realizing after this discussion i feel like we need a therapist here Seriously. For all of us, <laughs> all of us. <laughs> maybe we should have juanita in and give us something <laughs> that kind of you know segues nicely into is this grounded is this show grounded in reality anymore or is it become a little too far-fetched too edge of satire almost well hey look i mean we just had a very real conversation about family and stuff But you know what I think it is? I think, and I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I think in the, in the moment of the episode, it's very realistic. But then if you look at all seven seasons together, it seems a little farcical that all of this stuff could happen to this small group of people. On Wisteria Lane. On Wisteria Lane. Right, but I mean, I feel like they take real life scenarios and then exaggerate them because that's what TV is. It's supposed to draw you in and be exciting, you know? Movies and TV aren't supposed to be. That's that's a real. Well, I mean, reality. That's questionable too. Yeah. But like, you know, it's not reality. It's supposed to draw you in. You're supposed to kind of get lost in it. And, you know, men cheat, women cheat, babies get swapped occasionally. It's I don't. True. Know. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, people die. People hit other people. Maybe you know, not two in the same family in however many years. But, you know, you just gotta exaggerate that to draw people in. But then at the same time. 
it gets a little bit off course. Right. I don't know. It's just like, at what point is enough enough? I mean, exactly. I love The Desperate Housewives, but it's like, at what point are the viewers going to stop relating? Well, I mean, it wasn't it always thought of as like the TV version of American Beauty, you know, supposed to be satire, but you guys find that was grounded more in reality at the beginning and now it's just not, or just it's just starting to sort of die down as an interest after seven seasons, you know, the, the same sort of plot lines. Like, it's like a little bit of both. It was definitely more grounded in the beginning, and I think that it's getting a little bit tired, and that's why it's getting so crazy, because they just, like, don't... They keep coming up with these scenarios that are, like, kind of repetitive, but a little bit crazier, because they don't really know where to go with it. Right. That's I mean, sort of how I feel about it. Yeah, and I, I mean, hopefully this season they'll get back on track. I, I think something that maybe would help them is to look at how their demographic has changed and i mean seven seasons now people have grown up with them and their viewers have gotten older also and maybe if they would talk about issues you know none of them have young babies anymore except for lynette and tom who just keep having babies but it's like maybe if they would age a little bit and their problems would age a little bit then they would have a wider fan base again and i also see them reaching out toward a broader audience mm-hmm. um, by highlighting this like proletarian struggle that Terry Hatcher is undergoing currently. Yeah, know? yeah. Have, she's just she, winning. She's amazing <laughs> at it. Yeah, it's true. But it's this true. is what the recession is driving people to do. Yeah, I there mean, was desperate an... times call for desperate measures on Desperate Housewives. Right. <laughs> okay? <laughs> there was an article in LA Weekly just a couple weeks ago about how more and more women are turning to the oldest profession, which is prostitution. prostitution. And, you know, you got to support your family in these times. And I'm glad that they did, you know, choose one of the housewives to have an economic crisis because so that is so people, relatable. Right. So for many, more than 15 us. million Americans <laughs> right. who are out of work, you know, but she yeah. makes it, I mean, they just, they, I love how they take it. But for me, I just find it so comedic. Even despite... Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, it is. It's supposed to be funny. They take something serious that's actually happening to a lot of us, and they... And they make you laugh at it. Yeah, and they make you hope that it's going to be okay, and... That's what you got to do when the times are tough. You got to laugh. You got to sit and laugh. I mean, in many ways, I mean, this is the American dream for me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Terry Hatcher cleaning Uh, your crystal and your pipes and... Yeah. (laughs) Take that for what you Uh will. I mean, from the husband's perspective, you know, he comes home uh, just to grab some things. He finds his <gasps> wife supposedly cleaning, which she is, but he, he doesn't know that she's doing it for other males. And, you know. Hey, she paid the bills. You can't yeah. pay. Hey, yeah, she's hate. paying the bills. We're in sexy lingerie, and the house is clean. I mean, come on. What more does a man want? Well, yeah, how would I mean, you feel if you found out that she was doing this for millions of men, though? Would you be upset if, like, you came home and, you know, of course, like, you love your wife looking like that, but then you find out that she's actually doing like a web video like with that upset but you? she's not really showing off um you know she all of the assets yeah not all of the assets sure she's you know flaunting and dancing so you wouldn't be jealous at all i mean i would Bill. it depends how money how much money she would bring in i Corey, guess would you be jealous? <laughs> contingent uh yeah i'd probably be a little upset about that yeah yeah I think I think my man would be a little. I mean, Corey, Corey's a good Irish lad, so yeah, she's good morals. I've been a little corrupted, I have to say. So. Well, we know that Phil's corrupt, and you know, I hope these housewives figure it out. And now, and uh, let's how about let's get to our gossip yeah. and news. After Buzz TV news. Dana Delaney, Catherine Mayfair, 
warns women against Botox based on her own experiences with it, leaving her with a droopy eye. She tried it back in 2003 per a recommendation of her doctor to stay wrinkle-free. She vows to never undergo any cosmetic surgery again. She adds, quote, my hat's off to Jamie Lee Curtis. She's so smart and she doesn't dye her hair or anything. And Meryl Streep still looks like herself. Diane Keaton, too. I think the really great actresses don't worry about that kind of thing, end quote. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad someone's sort of saying that. You know, I heard Botox takes away all your emotion in the face, so. <laughs> you know, but it's hard. I mean, I understand as an actress, it's hard. You, you know, I'm young, and yet I st I, there's pressure already on me to look younger all the time. So I give Terry, I give Terry Hatcher and Dana Delaney and all these women such kudos for standing up and taking a stand and saying you're beautiful just the way you are. I'm not completely against it, but you know, there's like an extent. I mean, right. I think it's amazing. If you don't need it, don't do it. There's no reason to. You know, if you're aging well, good for you, but a little bit of Botox, you know, it can hurt, but like in the long run, sometimes it can be worth it. Absolutely. Ultimately, I think actresses need to be able to use your face. That's right. You know? To show the emotion. Yeah. To tell the story. That's the exactly. main goal. Moving on, Smallville star Erica Duran submits she is thrilled to discover that Terry Hatcher, Susan Meyer, will play Lois Lane's mother. Hatcher will play Ella Lane in an upcoming episode, having once played Lois herself from 1993 to 1997 in the ABC drama Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Good for her. She is really expanding. What was that animated film? Oh, Coraline. Coraline. You know, she did that. She's really kind of starting to dabble in other things in Desperate Housewives, which is a great thing for her. Good for her. Yeah, and she's she's looking great still. She's looking awesome in that lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, Terry Hatcher also filmed herself without makeup last Thursday for the Oprah Winfrey Show so she could show fans the effort it takes to look like a desperate housewives diva. Stars Linda Evans, Sybil Shepard, and Hatcher discussed aging Hollywood on the show, and Hatcher didn't hold anything back. She even laughed when she saw herself in the mirror and said, wow, do I look like shh. <laughs> Good for her for being honest and so brave. I like that. I mean, I think that it's important, especially when you look up to these people, for them to come out and say, you know, I'm a real person too. I have flaws. Like, that's that's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it, and it also comes in the wake of uh, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, who's, you know, uh, not sort of uh, what you would consider the skinniest, but very beautiful woman. And so I like I like Gorgeous. that we're going in that sort of direction. Absolutely. Real people. You have to remember, everything can be done on the computer now. So those young girls, they see the magazine cover, and that's not reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Vanessa Williams, Renee Perry, reveals that she is having an amazing time acting on the show and has become close to her co-stars. She explains, quote, when you do an ensemble piece like this on a weekly basis, it becomes family and that's what we are now. It makes it fun coming to work every day. It's been amazing, end quote. That's awesome. I mean... I mean, you can really see her having fun on the show. Absolutely, and I think that she really breathes a fresh air into this already, you know, thriving family. And may I add, I love seeing more diversity on television. Absolutely, I love... Hats off to ABC. Mm -hmm. A little color on Wisteria Lane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And thanks to Vanessa Williams, the ratings for the season premieres were 15% higher than in 2009. This is rare for TV in its seventh year. Again, good for them. Yeah, hats off to them. Mm -hmm. These ladies are getting back in their groove. Eva Longoyer-Parker, Gabby Solis, says her perfume 
Eva by Eva Longoria is the perfect way to attract a man. The fragrance launched in April and Longoria believes men all over the world will love the scent and want their partners to wear it all the time. She says her basketball player husband, Tony Parker, loves it because it's not overpowering. Longoria decided to create Eva from citrus notes, jasmine, violet, and amber because for years she was allergic to other fragrances that she'd worn. Yeah, I never knew that, you know. She comes from a personal place. I love that. You know, it's not just she put her name on something somebody else created. It seems like it has a really personal touch. Longoria stated last week that she can relate more to her alter ego, Gabby, thanks to her character having children. Longoria said that initially she had little in common with Gabby because she is extremely domestic. And while Longoria doesn't have kids of her own, she says she can't wait until she does. Oh, yeah. The tabloids are always watching for that baby bump. You can definitely see her relating to Gabby, like we commented earlier. Because Longoria's character is a mother, she was nominated for TV's Yummiest Mommy's Award. Mm. However, her character of Gabby came in sixth, losing out to Jennifer Aniston, Sofia Vergara, and Family Guy... Family Guy's Lois Griffin, who ironically <laughs> came in first, despite being a cartoon character. I like that. Is there a fetish? I mean, what is going <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, seriously, Yummiest Mommies? I want to find out more about this organization. <laughs> I love that a cartoon Milf, one. Yeah. Milf? Yeah, you know it, you know it. Cody Cash, Zach Young, plays Neil Connors in the movie Chain Litter, now playing in theaters. The film is a horror thriller about six friends who are stalked by a murderer who, who uses chains to kill them if they do not pass on the chain litter. Interesting plot line. Yeah, that sounds like Wisteria Lane gone wrong. <laughs> I'm a little superstitious when I used to get all those, you know, mass emails. I can't I've... read them. I just, delete... oh. I just delete them before I open them. Because yeah. if something Smart. bad happens, you're going to blame Smart. it on that chain letter. See, I just, I had to forward yeah. to six oh, friends, I to can't. 12, to 15. Remind me to take you off my email list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin. Orson Hodge has been cast in at least two episodes of How I Met Your Mother, where he will play ex-husband to Jennifer Morrison's character, Zoe. His first appearance is set to air early November. Ah, oh, well, hey, you know, he divorces Brie and moves on to be somebody else's ex. The show's, a bad deal. the show's composer, Danny Elfman, is releasing an amazing 16-CD limited edition box set that celebrates his 25-year collaboration with director Tim Burton. Not Good a bad him. deal. I would I'd love, love to Tim have Burton. that. Yeah. Have that playing in the background? That'd yeah, awesome. and I mean, I mean, Danny Elfman on the show is, uh, I think he really brings the emotion out in every scene. Absolutely. That was a beautiful moment at the end of this week's episode, you know, where Carlos is giving Gabby the horrible news about Juanita, and the music just brought it all right together. The music definitely connects the events to the show. I love Absolutely. That. Underscores. Jeff Doucette. Father Crowley attended the Bollywood Hollywood Fusion and Red Carpet char Charity on October 1st. The charity's aim was to bring two cinematic worlds together on a single platform. The event turned out to be very successful. Well, good for them. And that's, that's your right. After Buzz TV Desperate Housewives gossip and news for the week. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Oh, man, they're I'm aliens scared. in Wisteria Lane. <laughs> Oh, I know what it is. Gabby Tell. and Carlos actually had an alien baby. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Getting all sci-fi on Wisteria Lane. Well, well, I mean, if we're talking about it being grounded in reality, then perhaps, you yeah. know, it can go that route. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? Mm -hmm. Listen, I think next week is going to be a big episode. I have a feeling that Paul's new wife is not going to do very well next episode. Although, maybe she has something up her sleeve. You never know. She, she doesn't seem so so great either. I mean, he, he might be a weird guy, and 
you know, there might be some issues with him, but she she seems a little bit off to me. Absolutely. I, I mean, the love letters, I mean, what was that all about? And, and I, she married him because he was, she thought she, he was a serial, I don't know, a serial there killer. There are people like and that And that he was in there for life. Weird. Yeah. That you is know? very, very weird. Well, and then she kind of hinted that her mother is real possessive. Remember the whole thing about she couldn't move furniture? So maybe that was like her escape, you know, in this fantasy world, but then people get out of prison. Reality, what do you do? I don't know. And what do we think of uh, Brie and her new man? I love Our it. Future. Bow chicka bow wow. Yeah, but you know, says yes. It, we'll see. Or, or I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Brie's son Andrew will sneak in there and Ooh. steal. You know that crossed my mind. I thought about yeah. that because didn't he he sleep with one of her husbands a while ago yeah. just because so, he didn't like like him or something like that? Well, you know, I mean, Andrew. It seems like it's going to try to come back in this season. They've already had him around a lot more. So maybe that'll be his, his way back on. We'll see. What do we think of Tom and Renee? Oh, boy. Bad news bears. I just don't see how this could go well. I mean, she's living across the street. There's obviously sexual chemistry. Tom's having a midlife crisis. She's going through a divorce. Come on. And is this going to get stretched out for the whole season, or is this, like, a small... Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely going to go on. Yeah, I mean, you, you, go on. I don't know. It, this isn't, like, a quick thing. It, it Well, maybe it will know. be. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's going to unfold over time. Yeah. We'll see what it, we'll see what happens. And how, how long will Terry's job last? I felt like it was sort of a subplot, um, you know, for these two first two episodes. Does it have a future? Money's enticing. Yeah, and Mike wants his business back and i know that they want their house back but now paul's living in their house renting it so you know we'll see what they do i think that she's got to do it to get this family back on its feet hey she looks good doing it absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i'm not blaming her sans botox absolutely you go girl (laughs) yeah you go you go terry hatcher we're big supporters i think that gabby and carlos have a big decision on their hands and i think that it'll be really interesting to see how it unfolds. And, you know, there's also the issue that was brought up in the first episode of this season, which is they could possibly get a lot of money from the hospital. Are they going to do that? I mean, this is a major screw-up that, that happened in the hospital. Oh, oh. That's all the time And that is all the time we have. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I want to give a special shout-out to my host. We've got Jessica Lee over here. We've got Sharon May. And of course, my good buddy Phil. And uh, sorry, sorry we didn't get to take your calls tonight. Keep listening in. Uh, please keep calling in. And uh... absolutely, you guys want to say goodbye. For producers it's Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, buzz you later. later.